You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt. And not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a seven or eight mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. You're going to be sleeping in a wall tent, and you're going to be doing that for five days with the founder and CEO of Outdoor Edge, David Block. Now, if you've never been on an elk hunt before, I'm telling you right now, go sign up for this because if you ever hear a elk bugle, whether it's at 400 yards or it's at 40 yards, it is a life-changing experience. So here's how you enter. Go to OutdoorEdge.com. There's going to be a big banner for it somewhere on their homepage. All you have to do is click on that. Go fill out some information. I think your name, your email address, maybe some other stuff. And that's all you have to do. That's how you are entered. They're going to be picking a winner oh, a ways from now. So you have plenty of time to enter. Go visit OutdoorEdge.com. Sign up today. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. It has been a minute, and I apologize for not uh, getting these podcast episodes out on a timely basis, especially right now when a lot of us are thinking about hunting gear and equipment, especially if you're a whitetail hunter. And uh, my goal now is to start picking up the pace and getting more of these gear-focused episodes out to your ears. And today, we are joined by Jim Peterson from Blackhound Optics. These guys are a rifle scope manufacturer, direct-to-consumer, and uh, we're kicking it back off with a really good episode. Jim kind of talks about how he works for a scope manufacturer that sells their rifle scopes to other brands and they had this epiphany it's like well why don't we make our own brand and that was the birth of Blackhound Optics so on this episode we're going to hear about their their rifle scopes uh, the makeup the material what's good about them all the typical things that we ask manufacturers and brands on this episode and we're going to get right into it no foreplay on this episode so the hunting gear podcast starts right now all right on the phone with me now from blackhound optics jim peterson jim how are we doing today 
I'm doing just fine, Dan. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, we talked a little good. bit about this uh, right before we started recording, how, you know, most of the stuff that I cover in the Hunting Gear podcast is a little bit focused towards bow hunting because I personally am a bow hunter and this product that we're going to be talking about today in uh, Blackhound Optics is uh, is obviously for uh, a rifle setup and uh, that's something that you specialize in so this is going to be a great uh, episode because I myself am going to get an education today which is always a good thing that's that's fantastic always always happy to help all right so uh, I guess the the first thing that I want to ask you guys is where are you guys located? Uh, we're based in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which which is just north of Atlanta. We're right outside the perimeter of Metro Atlanta. Okay, uh, how far are you guys from Lake Lanier? Oh, uh, minutes. Minutes. It, uh, it, depending on what part of Lanier you go to, but yeah, I, I could I could leave. You know, well, we've got Atlanta traffic. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You know, it could be a it could be a fifteen minute drive or an hour and a half depending on what time of day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're probably as the crow flies, you know, fifteen miles or so from the lake. Okay. Yeah. My my buddy's parents used to uh, live down in. Uh, I, I hell, it might have even been uh, that town, but they lived real close to Lake Lanier, and uh, you know there was a couple summers there we would go down to to visit his parents, and we'd take the jet skis out on the lake and and have a. Uh, you know, have a good time. But speaking of Atlanta, I, I have another podcast called the nine finger Chronicles podcast. And I actually lost my finger in college park. So, uh, Oh, so there's, that sounds like a story. I know. Right. Right, Absolutely. (laughs) And it's, it's too long to get into today, but, uh, there's, there's a, a weird seven steps of Kevin Bacon connection there. Yeah, yeah, there, there's people that have a lot of lo- lost a lot of things in College Park. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so you guys are based out of Georgia. How how old is uh, Blackhound Optics? Okay, um, I usually respond to that with we're the oldest scope company you'd never heard of, and, and the reason is Blackhound Optics has only been around for just under two years um and we've been we've been actively selling for about 18 months of that but our plant that we manufacture our scopes in we've been making optics for about 40 years for that to be branded under under other companies so we we have you know four decades of experience and we just decided uh, a couple years ago why don't we market direct to the consumer you know and and we surveyed 13,000 u.s shooters and said well what are you guys looking for in an optic and we came up with this idea that you know they wanted something that was accurate of course affordable and guaranteed and here's the price point they wanted to be at and we said well the only way to really put a, a top quality product in that price range with those attributes is to go direct from manufacture right out to retail sales yeah yeah and that's definitely a good move because uh not not even in the hunting industry but everywhere uh across the united states you're seeing more and more well hell the world more and more direct to consumer 
uh, you know, uh, options for people. Right. Well, the, the Internet changed everything. Yeah. You know, online shopping now, um, you know, everybody goes out, they look for a product, um, they go around and search, go to their local dealer. You know, you'll walk into your gun store. We'll just use that example in our industry. You go into a gun store, they pick that guy's brain at the counter, and then they go online and try, oh, where can I get the best deal? You know? Yeah. Um, and that just drives everybody's price to the bottom because now, now your local guy down the street has to try and compete with online re- retailers. So we just we just said, okay, we're going to bring it over direct, you know, direct here and put it out online ourselves. We also have a lot of dealers, but we never put it on sale. You know, we, we brought it in at a fair price, and I think you'll find that as we go through it, you, you find out what we all include. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not fighting against price with anybody. Okay. I got you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So 40 years of experience. So the company that you actually work for or, or, or where Blackhound has its connection from manufactures other optics under a, a, or manufactures optics and then other brands put their, their name on it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's com- that's common in the industry. You know, there's, uh, you know, glass, all your optics glass is all made in Asia somewhere. Yeah, there's only a few companies that do it. Um, so everybody kind of starts sourcing from the same people. It's kind of like, you know, AR-15s were, you know, several years ago where there was only a couple companies making, uh, you know, firing pins or bolt carrier groups, and they supplied them to everybody. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you guys offer something different in Blackhound than the other branded rifle scopes or the other branded optics? Or is this just your manufacturer's brand of the same scope? Well, what we know, we are different. And and what we have done is, is with all that experience, we know what works, what doesn't. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you were, if, if you had what pick any product and you had all the parts available from the lowest price ones to the best ones, and you could put together your own creation, that's what we've done. So we, we know what fails, why things fail, um, what, where to put your money at to get the best value for the consumer. And, uh, and that's what we've created. So it's more that we... We didn't reinvent the wheel, but we chose the right combination of products to bring a scope in. Our most expensive scope at this moment is $450. Okay. And that includes a cantilever mount, your bubble levels, all the tools. You open the box, it looks like an iPhone. You know, you open this big box, and everything you need to mount and run that scope is included in that price with free shipping so uh, you, you know you're not gonna you, you, you just have a better user experience especially if you're um you know you, you go out and you order a scope online it, it shows up and you go, oh great my scope's here oh there's no rings how do i mount it back online search for that part you know um and, and then if you have a warranty issue you have mismatched pieces whatever uh we we just we just decide to streamline the whole process and provide 
our customers with, you know, very clear glass, accurate, affordable. It's a great price. And our guarantee um, is, you know, rivals the best in the business. Okay. So let me ask you this. When you guys uh, made that uh, decision to start branding your own rifle scopes, you know, it's like, it's almost like a Lego set. It's like, well, we got all the pieces here. We're going to put it together, uh, the rifle scopes that we like and, and we want to brand under under Blackhound. What did that process look like? How did you guys know what pieces to use, what uh, material to use, and what the price point was going to be? Well, we, uh, we started out, uh, spent the better part of a year going out to gun shows, shooting events, uh, things like that, and just surveying. U.S. shooters. This is a specific U.S. specific scope too. We don't sell it in any other country. Uh, it was designed for our market. And as you know, you know, you go all around the world with any product. There's different nuances, um, and a lot of companies go, "Well, we've got to make it fit all these markets because we're only going to make this one thing." And then you have compromises, you know. So what we did is said, "Okay, we're going to sell it in the U.S." what the U.S. shooters specifically want. We came up with a, a survey, and we just went out and solicited information uh, across the spectrum of, you know, from sports shooters to precision rifle to hunters. Um, you know, what are we all looking for? And then we distilled all that data and, and came up with what we're looking for. And then we took that information and said, okay, we need aircraft-grade aluminum. We need the best glass that we can get. We um, we have a new reticle in development right now. We're at almost 400 hours just designing the reticle so that it's more intuitive for the shooter. So there are some things that we do that are specific. Like our reticle is our reticle. Nobody else has it. Um, so, and, and we base that on what people say they want, you know, uh, you know, you've looked through scopes, I'm sure. Some of them are too busy. You go, wait a minute, that's too much information, you know? Right. Uh, some, of them are too, some of them are too basic. Um, so we just said, okay, here's what people want. Here's what they need. Um, and obviously, you know, at that price point, you know, the guys aren't out there shooting two-mile shots for competition or whatever, you know, going for world records. So we said, okay, what does the average hunter need? How far does he actually shoot game, you know? Um I think a lot of people get caught up in thinking the more money they spend, uh, the better it is for them. And a lot of people are just overscoped, you know, for, for hunting, you know, um, most of your game, you know, you're not taking a shot at 600, 700 yards. Typically, you know, if you're out hunting deer, you know, do you, do you want to risk that shot? So people are buying these scopes that are good for 1200 yards and they're shooting at 200. So, you know, we just said, okay, what, what does this survey say? What does, it, what does the U.S. shooter ask for? And let's provide that, and, and you know, we should have a good product. And I think our, our sales, we have uh, about 200 dealers nationwide right now, um, and we have a really strong online sales uh, component as well. So I, I, I think we're on the right track. Right. So of these, you know, 
hundreds of thou or hundreds or, or thousands of people that you interviewed to come up with, uh, you know, what you wanted this scope to turn out. Would you say there was some kind of crossover between the, the quote unquote shooter versus the hunter? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. Cause there's a lot of, um, like we do, uh, like our one to eight scope, um, is used by a lot of guys for hog hunting. Uh, but it's used for a lot of competition shooters for like three gun where you're, you're moving and shooting or you have targets that spin and you've got to have a, a wide field of view and track a moving target. Um, so, you know, th- there, there's that same kind of, you know, crossover, or even if you're looking at something for home defense, you know, you, you want to have clear vision, good low light capabilities, um, you know, and, and so it kind of, there are segments of, I think any shooting aspect uh, that cross over to different disciplines. Okay. All right. So with a, with a direct to consumer product, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There are some downfalls to that. And the downfall is that a a guy, you know, and I, I, I've uh, ordered clothes online before, or I've, uh, you know, ordered a product online that I haven't been able to touch and hold and feel and, and put it to use or test it out before I, you know, before I actually used it. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, what is your, your, your return policy? Like, let's say a guy orders one of your scopes and says, Oh man, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, or I need a different skew out of what you guys offer. How easy it, is it for them to, you know, switch it up and send it back? Um, and, and no problem at all. And uh, I, I'll preface that by saying I, I as far as I'm aware I haven't heard of anybody that got our scope and just went like, nope, not for me, not what I was thinking of. Right. Because um, m- most people, before they go ahead and pull the trigger on it, uh, just because they, they haven't heard of the name, they tend to do a little more online research and they'll listen to podcasts. They'll watch uh, uh, somebody do a scope review and they're, you know, they'll watch it on a YouTube channel, something like that. Um, so, there's more of that out there. And we, we actually have a Facebook page. It's the black hound enthusiast group where some people got together and just said, man, we love the scope so much. Let's start a Facebook page and, you know, post pictures of our guns and answer questions for people. So that's not us doing it. That's the consumer. So when you have a question, you're getting real life feedback from somebody that has the product. So our satisfaction rate has been very good, but as, as far as uh, your returns, um, you, you, you call our office, our customer service guys will, will take care of that for you. And if you buy it from a dealer, the first thing I recommend is um, go, to, go to our website. You go down to the dealer finder, look up your state or pull up the map and see if there's a dealer nearby that you can that you can go and put your hands on one. Yeah. You know, um, and the same thing with our warranty, uh, our, our guarantee you're familiar with uh, that, that the fine print that says uh, repair or replace, right? Yep. We, we don't do that. Uh, you, you give us right now, you have a scope in your hand, you have a problem with it. You call us up. We, you know, you, you give us a serial number or, you know, you're, you're probably already in our system. Um, but we'll go ahead and just ship you the same model out to you. 
and then uh, we send it with a return label. So you take all the new stuff out, put it on your gun, take all your old stuff, put it back in the box, put our label on it, and send it back to us. So uh, you're not without your scope for three weeks while it's being repaired or a month while it's being repaired. Uh, you get a brand-new product right in your hands, and then we take your old one back, and uh, you know we do an autopsy on it and find out you know what failed. Was it user error? Did you drop out of a tree stand? Uh, did it get wrapped up in the axle of your ATV or was there something that we did wrong that's actually a quality issue so that we can make the next generation better than this one um, but we, we, we had a guy that uh, on, one of, on a couple of our models the illumination turret you actually have to pull it out it locks in place so you have to pull the cap out to release it and turn it and we've had a couple people actually put channel locks on it because they, oh, this thing is so tight, and they'll put a rag around it, put channel locks on it. Well, then, of course, they unspin the turret, and um, we've just sent them a new product. And now, now we actually put a sticker on that when it's new so that before you, the first time you go to use it, you see, oh, okay, I need to pull this out. So, um, you know, that was something that we learned there. But our, our, our customer service, we're really about making the customer happy and what's best for them. So if, uh, we have had a couple people order one scope and then want a different model. And we say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll send you this model. You send us the old one back and we'll, you know, we let them swap out. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it takes to make the customer happy. Yeah. And that seems to uh, be an increasing or a growing trend in the optics industry, whether that's for spotting scopes or rifle scopes or binoculars or whatever. And that is that, they have these really badass warranties to where, hey, man, if you break it or it's damaged, just let us know and uh, we'll get you something new or fix it for you immediately. Right, right. Well, that's like you said, you're, you're, we, we shifted to a lot of our purchases now are online. Um, so you, you don't have that interaction that you used to have. So the only thing that, you, you know, the, the first thing people look at now really is, how good is your guarantee? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, this this notion of overscoped. Uh, I want you to elaborate a little bit on that because I think, you know, I've heard of guys, like not necessarily on the rifle scopes side of things because I, I'm not necessarily a gun guy per se, but um, right. I know what I know what guys what you mean by that because I think in the past I've done that with some binoculars. You know, it's like I'm an I'm a tree stand hunter in woods where I you know my the longest I can even see is maybe 80 yards. So I don't need a, a pair of binoculars that can get me out uh, you know a thousand yards or whatever. So elaborate a little bit on um, what over scoping means and how to justify what scope you actually need or what magnification you actually need. Okay. Um, well, typically uh, it, it's kind of the same thing if you go with caliber or if you go with, um, you know, on, in bow hunting, you go with the weight of your bow, you know, um, uh, uh, it's kind of a part of American, you know, male, thinking i think you know we always need the biggest the best the most horsepower or whatever it is and and we think that's always going to make us better but if you take like our largest scope right now is a uh, six to 24 power you know magnification well if you're starting at six power then 
you, you know, all of that short distance stuff is, is you're already looking at it. You're losing your field of view. If you're shooting at a lower end, you'd probably be better with our four to 14 or maybe even one of our low power one to four, one to six, one to eight. So if you're, if you're shooting less than a hundred yards, you know, you want something that you can adjust in between at, at 50, 75, 100, 150. Uh, you don't want something that really you should start shooting at 200. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, um, what are some, I guess, tips or tricks for choosing the right one? Um, well, uh, choosing the scope or the rifle, the, the, the rifle, because, you know, you hear, you hear guys, um, saying glass is kind of King, especially when, you know, cause if you have really poor glass, it actually may hurt you in a shooting competition or out at, you know, the really low light uh, times of the, you know, the day when the animals are moving. Right. So, so I guess, how do you, how do you determine what rifle goes best for what, or how, what scope goes best for the rifle that you have or vice versa? Okay. Well, um, you, you have to decide what what game you're going after, obviously, and what what conditions you are. Like here in Georgia, you know, you've been down here to Lake Lanier or whatever. Yep. We have a lot of dense woods. Um, your shots are fairly short range, but you go out, you know, into the Midwest or you know, out to uh, some of the, the prairies and the plains, and you have open stretches as far as you want to shoot. So you're going to determine, uh, you know, how far, how big the game is. Obviously you're not going to use the same caliber to shoot a coyote as you will to shoot a bear, you know, um, you know, you're going to need stopping power. And then a lot comes into play with, you know, bullet speed, bullet weight, those kind of things. So I, I think most people, uh, you know, going into it, there, there's going to be, local friends that can give you some starting points, you know, other hunters, very few people just wake up one day and go like, you know, I think I'm going to go hunting. I'm just going to go down to Cabela's, buy a gun and get set up and, and, <laughs> right. and, and, and you know, walk my happy self out into the woods here, you know? So usually, uh, and hopefully, you know, you'd have someone that you know, could give you some advice or a local club or, maybe wherever you lease your land at, whatever, there's going to be other hunters that can help guide you and, and get you in. Or, you know, maybe your father or your uncle or your grandfather brought you up. Gotcha. Um, so so you, you kind of get there. And then from that, yeah, you could call our customer service line, tell them, you know, what you're doing, what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, uh, what, what kind of hunting you're doing, what kind of animal you're, you're at, where, where your general area is. And then we also have market trends where we we track what scopes we sell in which area, and it's like you know all the hunters in that state are using the four to fourteen or you know whatever it is that they're using. So, um, and and then like I said, we have our enthusiast groups and and you know different different places like that shows like yours, um, you know, or other podcasts that have that information available to you. So. It's uh, it it is a little bit of trial and error, you know, for a lot of people starting out, especially, um, and that was one of the reasons also we didn't want a, you know, a very expensive scope. We could have obviously built 
started building $2,000 scopes. Um, but we said, you know, let's start out with, you know, something that an entry-level guy could use, but a more experienced shooter would also be happy with it. And then our, our next line is going to be a little, uh, a, a little bit more expensive, but not, not all that much. Gotcha. So you guys are already discussing the next, um, the next roster as far as the lineup of, of more products to come down the pipe. Is it just going to be rifle scopes or are you guys expanding into other categories? We're huh, all right. I have to be careful here. <laughs> um, I, I'll say we have some prototypes on hand already. Um, we are going uh, one level down, and we're making a three to nine. Um, that should come to market just under two hundred dollars for you know the your your first gun or your your building a gun for your grandson or something. Um, or you just do you know you you hunt on your own property out back. You're not shooting that far. This is all you need. So we do have one there, and then we're we have um, two other ones, which will be uh, more of an upper an upper end scope, I would say. Um, and then we're doing a uh, a couple of pistol reflex sites uh, that we're looking at right now. So we are expanding into other areas. We have a uh, a new mount coming out for uh, air gunners uh, because that's you know they're really hard on scopes uh air guns if you've had any experience with those because the bolt goes in both directions uh and it's it, it really hammers the scopes but um our our next one's coming out we have a five to five to 25 by 56 and a four to 32 by 56 they're both going to have 34 millimeter chassis which is you know the center section of the scope um and one of the one of the terms you get because you know hunting you do a lot of low light, you know, shooting. Um, there's a common phrase that people say light gathering and scopes don't gather light. They allow light to come in. So what you want is better light transfer. So a larger tube and a uh, bigger objective, you know, help with that. It's just like having a window in your house. You know, if you have a small, tiny little window, the room's not going to be as bright as if the window's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So as of right now, what's your most popular scope? It's kind of a tie, uh, between our, uh, our six to 24 and our one to eight. Uh, one is, uh, typically your AR customers will go with the one to eight. Um, and then the guys that shoot more long range go with the six to twenty four by fifty. Uh, we have we have that available in MOA or mill reticle, uh, but the, the scope itself, the chassis, is uh, basically the same. Um, so it's it depends again on what type of shooting you're, use, you're you're doing. And a lot of people now are using ARs for hunting. You know, yeah. uh, especially like hog, hog hunting, coyotes, predator animals, things like that. So um, that one to eight has been really popular. And we actually have a girl, she's uh, 16, 17, uh, who does competitive shooting. And she's shooting our one to eight at, out to 720 yards with an AR-15. So that's a really versatile scope. Okay. Um, 
so I guess my one of my last questions here, or my next question here is, all right, so you, you got a guy who, um, whether he is experienced in, and uh, and has a ton of knowledge, and he's an experienced hunter, and he has a ton of knowledge with uh, rifle scopes and uh, firearms and all that stuff, or this person is brand new, and he picks up his very first rifle, and he's looking for his very first scope. To those two people, and you can answer one first, then the other, however you like, why should they consider black hound rifle scopes? Okay, that's an excellent question, Dan, it really is. Um, because you would think that those two people might not necessarily want the same product, right? Right. Uh, but what we have found is uh, where we've set the price, it's an affordable scope for an entry-level shooter. Uh, but the quality is there where a more experienced shooter can appreciate it. So, and I'll give you an example. When we were at SHOT Show, um, people were coming up going, oh, Blackout, never heard of you. You know, we, and we, we had scopes. We'll put them in their hand. Here, take a look. What do you think? And people were like, wow, that's, that's, that's a really nice scope. And they say, how much is it? And my reply was, well, what do you think it should be? And we would routinely get oh, $750, $800, you know, whatever. And I'm like, nope. That that one's three ninety nine, and they're like, "Oh well, that you know that's a pretty good price, you know, with a normal markup, you know, we could sell it." I'm like, "No, that's the retail price," and they were like, "Wait a second, you know." So experienced shooters pick up our scopes, and they think if they if their price isn't there, they think they're looking at a more expensive product because of the quality and what we include in the box. But then when a new shooter is starting out. They're, you know, one of their primary objectives is usually to, until they figure out what they like, is to keep their price down. So a new shooter is going like, well, you know, I can get a 4 to 14 for $299. It includes the mounts. It includes the sunshade, all the tools, the bubble levels and all that. You know, $300, what, what, what are you going to get for less than 300 You know, that, nothing. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So... You know, so they're they're willing to go ahead and try it, and then once they they find out how good it is, uh, and our customer service and our guarantee and all that, we're hoping to make them customers for life, and that's why we started at this level, and we're we're moving up from from there. Okay. But uh, I I have uh, we we have customers that have pulled off far more expensive optics and sold that to one of their buddies or on a trading page and put and replaced them with our scopes just because. Uh, well, let, let's look at it this way. Let's say you have a thousand dollars to spend left in your budget, and you can buy a five hundred dollars scope and five hundred dollars worth of ammunition, or you spend nine hundred on a scope and have a hundred dollars worth of ammunition to practice with. Who's going to be the better shot? The, you know, the, the guy the guy that can practice and put five hundred yards, uh, five hundred rounds down range is probably going to be a better more accurate shooter yeah than the guy that spent all of his money on equipment and now doesn't have as much to go out to the range yeah is there a misconception and and maybe you guys are fighting this right now where uh, an experienced guy looks at your price and goes well it's 400 bucks can't be good oh i've had that happen plenty of times plenty of times and 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 i get it Uh, typically unless they can find out what our model is you know, we, 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 but we don't sell through – if you sell your product through a distributor, 
the distributor has to get a markup on it. If you have, you know, uh, 30 salesmen in every market, every state, you've got to pay all those salaries. You know, that's another part of the markup. So uh, if you're doing nationwide advertising everywhere, um, in you're doing print magazines, you're doing online ads and commercials, all those costs get passed on to the consumer. And we don't do those. We're kind of, I hate using the term grassroots because, you know, now with the politics and all that grassroots has kind of become like a joke almost, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, I, I used to own an outdoor gun range, James Mason. Uh, he's worked for several companies in the firearms industry forever. Um, Rick Nair out in California uh, had a retail gun store for a long while before he came on board with us. So we're all, you know, gun guys. We want to get behind a product we didn't believe in. And, uh, and it, but we know enough people that we were able to, you know, get products into the hands of the right people, get some reviews done, um, and just start spreading the word. Uh, some of our friends that were competitive shooters are like, you know, we'll, we'll try it out and see, you know. And then they're like, wow, this is, this is a nice product. I'm going to keep using it. So, you know, our name has grown uh, substantially, you know, over uh, over the past year or so. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I love seeing new companies uh, be successful. So uh, last question here, if uh, someone has listened to this today and they, they want to find out more information about Blackhound and all the optics that you guys offer, where should we send them? Uh, they can go to our website, which is blackhoundoptics.com. They can, uh, they can go on Facebook. We're under Blackhound Optics on Facebook. Same on, and the same on Instagram or Blackout Optics on Instagram. Our logo looks like a little, it's a little black circle, almost with like a Labrador head in the middle of it. So it's pretty easy to tell on the profile pic. Um, go ahead and check those out. And uh, like I said, you know, look at your, uh, look at your dealer, uh, you know, the dealer map. See if there's a dealer near you. Near you. Go check them out. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, they can email me directly. My name is Jim Peterson, but the email is jim at blackhoundoptics.com. Very simple. Uh, shoot me an email. I'll be happy to answer any questions, uh, you know, and see what we can do to get something into your hands. Perfect. Is there anything else uh, with your company or your products that uh, we didn't discuss today that the listener needs to know about? Um, what we also do, uh, if you go on our website, there's a link for what we call Frontline, which is our Everybody asks, do you do a military discount or a law enforcement discount? Uh, our frontline program, because of this year, there's so many frontline employees. Uh, you, you've got emergency room technicians. You've got paramedics. Uh, you know, what, there's essential workers that have been out there, you know, every day. Uh, so we're, we're looking to thank them. So if you click on that link. It'll tell you how to take advantage of that program. And again, we made it as simple as can be. Um, it's not like, I don't know if you've ever bought some of the law enforcement programs. They make you fill out a document that's four pages long and, you know, all that. This is a, this is a real simple form. It, it takes less than a minute to fill it out. And, uh, and then you can take delivery from, you know, any dealer that way. So uh, that's, that's one thing. Um, and, and other than that, like I said, uh, you know, check us out. If you have any questions, uh, we're more than happy to uh, you know hit the, any of the contact links. Send us a message through Instagram or Facebook, uh, or give us a call directly, and you know we're we're really happy to 
answer any questions and uh, you know, give you the best service that we can. Perfect. Well, Jim, uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on and chit-chat about uh, your company, Blackhound, and uh, have a good rest of your week, and uh, I guess good luck with the company, man. Great, man. Thank you, Dan. And uh, if you get down here to Georgia again, uh, give, give us a shout. I'll take you out for lunch or something. <laughs>